gates shall be a permanent It shall be permanent It shall be permanent And what the Lord has done for me It shall be permanent Everybody say It shall, it shall be Oh Lord, my God, how excellent 
It's that time that we welcome the man of God to give us the word of God. Welcome, Pastor Francis. Hallelujah. Garuda. Praise the name of the living God. Uh, this is Pastor Francis uh, from Kenya, um, ministering now uh, with On Fire Agape Ministry, uh, where the message goes forward to the radio as well as to the TV. I thank God for the privilege to be born of him through his word which liveth forever. And I want to thank God for you, my dear listener, uh, for keeping it always right here. It is never in vain. Uh, we thank God for the broadcasters and the wonderful team that is working behind the scene to make sure that the message is captured well on air so that uh, we keep on receiving the benefit. Just in case you may have missed any clip, um, you can uh, follow us on this link, and that is www.onfiregapeministry.org. God bless you. So tonight we want to look at the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 1. Uh, We will focus on verse 9 and 10, and if time allows, we can be able to make some other references. And so the Bible says, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which uh, raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Praise the name of the Lord. Apostle Paul here, um, is um, giving out his testimony out of uh, the mission they had been out there in Asia, which is Turkey today, and the, the nature of temptations they were going through, it is captured well in the previous verses, uh, that, uh, for instance, when you look at verse 8, the Bible says, for we would not Brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came 
to us in Asia that we were placed out of measure above strength in so much that we despaired even of life. So did you see that at some point, because of the severe temptation that they went through, they even despaired of life? That was so strong. Um, as a result now, Paul is saying, um, we appeared to be as people who had already a sentence of death, so that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who which raises the dead. You can see the faith that Paul had, that even though death was so much encroaching, um, they knew that we are serving God, and this God is capable of raising us from the dead. Supposedly we are killed while serving the gospel. But then he says in verse 10, which is very important, concerning this God who raises people from the dead, he says, who delivered us from so great a death, and does deliver us in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. That passage indeed has a lesson that we can go through for several days. But then the first part he says, who delivered us from so great death. Basically, that deliverance is mentioned as in past tense, who delivered us from so great death. So there is a great death uh, that basically is appearing there, which is a reference to the book of Romans chapter 5 and verse 12, that says that, that through one man, sin entered into the world and, 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 and death by the same sin. And so death passed over all men, for all have sinned. So sin entered through one man, and the word sin basically means separation, meaning that when Adam disobeyed God, separation entered between him and God, and that is what is called sin. It's a spiritual death in another way of uh, perspective. And then from there, a physical death followed, so that after some while now, they could physically die. So both spiritual and physical death entered into the world through sin. Even now, there is so much suffering all over the world because of sin. There is so much hatred, so much fighting, so much, um, you know, so much evil simply because of sin. And therefore, this is an incredible death because anybody who is in Adam, if he dies physically, then he has got no opportunity whatsoever to be with God forever. That's why it is great death. And this is what caused Jesus Christ to die on the cross, so that he may deprive the devil that authority which he had over death, so that men could freely believe in Jesus and therefore be justified, their spirit could be justified, could be raised again from the dead and be transferred into the kingdom of his dear son. And therefore, Paul is saying that when we heard the gospel, we were delivered from such a great death. Anybody that is now listening to me, if you believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ, the only gospel that has power to bring salvation to everyone that believes, then you are delivered by God because it's a divine operation of God from such a great death, so that now you will never die again spiritually and thus now you remain a son of God forever. But then he continued to say that and does deliver. So this one is in form of um, 
of a present continuous tense. Uh, thus, it's basically um, a verb, and that shows that something that is ongoing. And this now, the second phase of salvation, whereby we are continuously being delivered. We are being saved. We are being saved. And it says that he does deliver us. He saved us, and he's the one who is still saving us. Praise the name of the Lord. I told you that this passage brings in an incredible subject that we could be looking at next time in a very wide way. And the Bible says that in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us, that is now standing for the future. So now, when we a little bit dwell on the, 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 the present tense salvation, you'll find that, that um, when we continue trusting in God, the Lord himself, through his divine power, will continue saving our souls from the part of sin that is in us. This one, if you followed me carefully, as I was sharing the book of Romans, chapter 6, chapter 7, it featured says so much, where Apostle Paul said that, um, uh, that he has discovered that he's not the one who sinned, but it is sin that dwells in him. Apostle John says that if we say that we do not have sin, we are not telling the truth. So both of them agreeing that even for us who are born again, our spirit have been raised from the dead, but our souls are being saved from the power of sin. And that's why the devil keep on bringing temptation because in us we have the ability to do wrong. Yet again, as this salvation continues, there is that hope of eternal glory and which is now coming into the third phase of salvation which we live in anticipation of our body being glorified and that's, that's showing that basically that salvation applies to the body which shall be changed uh, into an incorruptible body and therefore being saved from the presence of sin forever. So the first one which we have been delivered already from so great death means that uh, we have been saved from the power of sin and that is going to hell. So having said so, we may be able to look at the first salvation as justification of our spirits and the second one as the sanctification of our soul and the third one as the glorification of our body. Honestly, because of time, I have just introduced such a wonderful message. We shall continue with it. And next time, and I want to believe that as you continue following, that God will give you the ability to internalize, to apply, to examine the scriptures to see whether it is true, just like the Bereans. And I can promise you that your life will never be the same again. So may the Lord bless you, my dear listener, even as I pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for my dear listeners. I continue to ask of you, Father, that your grace will sufficiently provide for each one of them, and particularly the ability to internalize, the ability to understand and to apply in life, so that your word, my Father, may bring forth the anticipated result. We thank you because of um, this uh, channel, as you continue, Father, to use it to propel your gospel message to the whole world. Your name be glorified even as you expand its boundary. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you so much, my dear listener, and always keep it right here. I promise you, transformation will continue to take place 
from time to time. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Francis Karoga, for that powerful word of God. May God bless you and may God favor you. We are blessed. And now, guys, we've come to the end of the show. But before we go, remember, next time, same place, same time. I'm your girl, Tracy Congo, and this is On Fire Agape Radio. Goodbye. Stand and help me welcome Travis Green, everybody. So much for me, I cannot tell it all. If I had ten thousand tongues, it still wouldn't be
Travis! 